Welcome to the Kansas Shed Dogs Podcast. I'm Gideon. And I'm Danielle. We're two people with a love of the outdoors. We have a passion for shed dogs, shed hunting, and all hunting. We're always on the pursuit to grow, improve, and have some fun along the way. So embark on the journey with us. You guys, it's officially shed season. We found our first fresh drop of the 2023 shed season. Found it this weekend. We had a a pretty good weekend. We spent most of our time outdoors hunting for lots of different things. But the cherry on top of the weekend was probably the shed. Even though it is borderline shed season, we decided that we'd have... A last hoorah with some other hunting. So wanted to do some upland, some waterfowl. Just kind of a smorgasbord of of a weekend getting out and about. Um, started pheasant hunting. Went to a spot that Gideon's dad had been seeing quite a bit there. Uh, pheasants and quail. And we're pretty dry here, so we haven't been seeing a whole lot when we went out opening weekend. It was no. pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, numbers are really, really uh, struggling this year. Like for work, like I'm, I drive, I don't know, hundreds or if not thousands of miles a week, and just not seeing any on the roadside. So I, I think they are really down, mostly uh, because of drought, and then we have lots of lots of predators right now as well, lots of coyotes. Yeah. Yeah, so we were pretty excited that this spot, they've been seeing a lot of birds, pheasant and quail, and we are excited to hit it. We had a plan to do this weekend, and then it turned out to be a really beautiful day, which is great normally, <laughs> not so great for hunting. Um, so we were a little worried about that, but we headed out anyways, got to the spot, got not too far from from our truck. No, like within... 15 20 yards even yeah and it was beautiful and there's no wind which is pretty rare for kansas uh so very very quiet and very sunny and beautiful yeah and, and then we just got to start watching those beautiful birds fly <laughs> and fly <laughs> and fly and dogs are at heel like not even ahead of us uh and they're just the birds are i don't know 100 and 20 yards in front of us. Yeah. Just see ya. Yeah. So we still walked the patch, but I mean, we didn't even get any up. They were long gone by that point. But a lot of them. There were. It was cool to see so many there. Just because we haven't seen that at all this year. Yeah. We really haven't. Yeah. Like some of our best places that we hunt every year, we've barely seen anything. Yeah. So that was very encouraging and happy to see those birds. Just wish they were a little bit closer. Yeah. So that was how we kicked it off. It was still still lots of fun. We had some family with us, uh, Gideon's dad and brother. And we also had a, a two-year-old with us, so that also <laughs> added a level of complexity to, to that walk. That's a whole another element to uh, hunting for sure. Yeah, we 
we love the outdoors and we want to raise our girls to love the outdoors too. So we like to take them whenever we can. And Oakley is too. We took her with us all dove season and she did really great. Uh, she could have her snacks and her place to sit and she could kind of walk around and talk and, and that was all fine. So we took her with us here thinking she might walk alongside us. So we have a little toy shotgun that she loves to carry. And then it didn't last for a long that she <laughs> no. wanted to walk. Nope. Uh, she wanted to be carried pretty quick. And uh, like I said, no wind, beautiful day. So like you don't normally sneak up on pheasants, but we would have kind of needed to on this one. And she was very talkative. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, pointing out where where Mama was and where Papa was and where Logan was and uh, asking lots of questions. So nothing quiet about our walk whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't uh, wasn't great to start it off, but then had a little success after that. Yeah, you know, wasn't didn't shoot any on that first walk, but we're still out in nature and enjoying time with with family and dogs so uh even when we get skunked it's not not all bad but it did get better after that yeah so swapped or went to the next spot started uh walking and found some coveys of quail so we were able to get in on some of those and had some success if you've hunted quail before you know that they fly pretty quick and probably understand that even though we had some success, we probably should have had <laughs> quite a bit more. Yeah, they're quick and they're little, so they are. They are. They can be tough to hit. They are very little. I don't have no. a very good success rate with quail. <laughs> no, they can be tough, and they're pretty noisy when they get up, so they can scare you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, when you almost step on them because they're holding tight. Oh man. Yeah, that'll scare you quick. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll uh, make you jump. Uh, but they're a lot of fun too. So no, that, that was a good thing. We got the dog some good work with numbers being down and, uh, a second kid being born. Well, let me think you went into labor the second day of upland season. So like we haven't been out yes. as much this year as we have in the past mm-hmm. years. Um, so I was excited to get the dogs some work and I was Actually, real happy with how they did. They for worked us. good. Yeah. yeah, they're excited to be there too. Yeah, they they love birds too, so it's fun to get them out there, and they have a lot of fun. So, yeah, and they they did did well for us. They did. <laughs> Man, when you miss one, they they look at you like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> they know it. I did my job. Why didn't you do yours? Yeah. Um. So no, that was that was good, and then. When we were walking for quail, there was a, a hay bale sitting on the edge of uh, this little food plot next to CRP grass. And I looked over, and it looked like there was like, sticks behind it, and they kind of looked like tines. But I was like, well, that, that would be weird. So we kept walking for quail, and I kept glancing back. And wouldn't you know, it was a antler sitting on top of a hay bale, and Looked a little bit closer, and it was like a brand new, fresh one. Like there's blood on the base, has fresh color, and it's kind of dug into this hay bale. There's a little there's like a divot. Yeah, yeah, a crater on top. 
um, and it just sitting in there. So, uh, nothing. I had not seen that. I don't know if Completely you've seen bizarre. that on, on any social medias or anything like that. No. I mean, we sometimes talk about like hangers, like they can sometimes end up in trees. And that is something that we've seen before, which was totally unique. But you can understand how that would happen when the antler's falling off, how it could land in a tree in a low branch. But on top of a hay bale, uh, the way it was sitting was interesting and not something we've ever seen. Yeah. So what do you think brought it up there? Because there's no way that, that a deer shed on that hay bale. No, not the way it was with kind of the divot and the way it was sitting like in there. Like it looked placed. My initial reaction was that it was a coyote that picked it up because they're known to pick them up and take them around like bones. I mean, just like dogs yeah. like bones and, and antlers. So Yeah, and there was, was that my... picture last year floating around. Uh, someone caught a coyote on trail cam with an antler in its mouth. Yes. So that was my initial reaction, but you thought maybe something else. Well, I I still think coyote, because I've never heard. The other thought was a, like a bobcat, because it was like kind of dug in. And I know I've heard of people trapping that use antlers as like an attractant. Hmm. Like a bobcat will go and like scope it out, uh, and especially if it has scent on it. So Interesting. I've, I've heard of them being interested in it, but I don't know that they pick them up necessarily so i have never seen that i i would guess coyote but still just kind of yeah yeah kind of of interesting it is so i don't know what exactly but i do believe it was drug up there by an animal and it was a fresh drop so that was that was a cool find so we saw that one while we were quail hunting and we were able to finish up we got our yellow lab boon out to get the retrieve so this one's pretty cool because that's a pretty hard antler to retrieve mm-hmm. for a dog. It's also in a different spot than they normally look. They're normally looking on the ground. So anytime like you take an antler and elevate it, it adds a level of, of complexity. So just like I was saying before, how we've, how we've seen an antler in a tree as a hanger, some people will train for that just because it takes them a while to kind of adjust to look up because that's not what they're used to at all. Like how many reps have you done training where they're grabbing it off the ground and nowhere else? So yeah, and it's we, unique. And we do train for hangers, but to that point, like every hundred antlers, I mean, 95 of them are on the ground. So that's that's definitely where they look. Yes. Um, we've done some practice on hay bales. I remember uh, doing that, but that's just not anywhere. uh doesn't normally replicate a shed hunting scenario, so uh, yeah. I don't do it a whole lot. But uh, two things were interesting on this one. A, there was no wind, and B, like any wind that there was, it was going to blow over top of the dog. So we looked at this as like a, a true training opportunity. And you'll hear us talk in other podcasts how early season they'll struggle a little bit more because they're getting used to that that scent uh, that's never been, never had a human hand on the antler versus like the ones you've been practicing with and uh, how much they improve throughout the year. So we would say that this is a, a harder antler to find 
being any time. Yeah. Not just for the first antler. For sure. Yeah. So you kind of combined both of those elements of like the first antler of the season where we normally expect them to struggle a little bit and then an antler on a hay bale where you would normally expect them to struggle a little bit and we we paired those together. And no wind. Like there's yeah. no scent killing off this antler. So uh, like knew it was gonna be tough, uh, but was excited to like get this find on his resume per se. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, it'll make him a better dog. So we uh, we got him out, was able to uh, take some videos ahead of time to kind of just to show where the antler is setting because it was unique, and then got a video of him working up. And in the video, you actually see like he gets downwind of it, kind of hits it, but wasn't quite confident enough to get up to it. Like he, he got birdie, and then he searched, 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 and then he went on. And then he comes back around, and same thing. He hits it for a second, gets birdie, but wasn't quite confident enough to locate it and to look up, and then went on. And then he comes around a third time, and I think he sees it on that one, and then he, he jumps up and grabs it, and we celebrate in the whole yeah. the whole thing. Uh, yeah, we'll post the video and some pictures on our social media account so you can see them. But, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and just we look at it such a training opportunity anytime you have an antler in general like that's our number one rule always let them get it don't ever don't ever get frustrated and step in and pick it up like always let them get it and this is a good example of another benefit of letting them pick it up when you see it before them like it can be frustrating they're not getting it they didn't find it before me, but when you see the antler and you can like let them work to it and have patience, you get the benefit of seeing how they react. So you get to start seeing their mannerisms. So like you heard Gideon say that he got a little birdie. So we have it identified because you can see in that video and you can see when he's working up to it, like you can see the exact moment when he hits that scent and what he does, what is his body language. And then you can use that to your advantage in the future to help them trust themselves, build up that confidence. So that's kind of an added bonus in my eyes. Yeah, of, I agree. Of really tuning in and, and staying patient as you really get to learn a lot about your dog in those moments and learn what their tells are, so to speak. Yeah, and then you can help them in training future. situation mm-hmm. in the future yeah no I, yeah. I i agree with that yeah so that was a fun one that was a, a cool way to start off uh our shed season so we're on the board we have yeah. one the first one is always always really fun like yeah. just finally making it through the drought and it's officially shed season and then getting that first one on the books just i mean we're always jacked for shed season <laughs> But getting that first one in your hand is just like another level of like, okay, it's go time. Yeah, and it was a it was a decent four. Like it, it wasn't was. huge. I, I mean, it was. I mean, getting close to sixty inches, uh, mid fifties probably. But like cool beating, fresh. Just, yes, just a nice shed. Uh, yes, man. Yeah, shed yeah. season just hard to beat. God dang it, <laughs> we love it. It's here. what we live for. Yeah, we, we do live for it. That is. An absolute fact. So we're on the board. Uh, we're looking forward to many more and uh, excited that things happen. We're recording this on January, Monday, January 9th, and that happened over the weekend. So 
early start to the year, but we're anxious to keep hitting it. Yeah, and it sounds like from what I'm seeing from friends all over the U.S. that a lot of people have got their first first couple. So I I think that they're going to be dropping a little bit quicker this year than some years. So Sure seems like it. I mean, we don't have like a huge sample size, but talking to a buddy in uh, eastern Kansas, he thinks uh, maybe 40% have already dropped. Wow. Yeah, and I don't... I mean, I don't know that we necessarily see that based on our trail cams, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. Well, I told him we're probably around 15%, I feel like. I don't know. We had so many this year that broke off. Yes. Lots. Lots of them. I mean, even even pre-rut, we were starting to have some broke. Some pre-rut and then definitely a lot in December. Yeah. We always do here, but I feel like it was... It was more again. I keep going back to drought. Like maybe they didn't have the uh, nourishment this year, and Mm -hmm. they weren't holding up. But there's a lot of a lot of deer we had on trail cam that just had like a brow tine and four or five inches of main beam. Yeah, and some that like on initial look, it looked like they had shed an antler, but then when you'd get a different angle, you could tell there was just a tiny bit there. So yeah, well, Dad just sent me a a picture today of a, a exact antler like a brow tine and i don't know six inches of of main beam and that was it right below a feeder yes so yeah so another fresh drop another fresh drop yeah yeah um what else happened this weekend well to cap off that day as if that wasn't all exciting enough your brother shot a doe and so you got to send boone on a track yeah that was uh that was fun. So my brother Logan was hunting the antlerless deer season here in Kansas and uh, was able to connect with a doe. And we were just finishing up like the last patch uh, hunting for quail. So I was like, I sent him a text like, if you can wait like 40 minutes, we'll be over there. Uh, and I'd love to get Boone uh, a new track. That would be great. So he was patient with us and waited for us to come over the hard thing with like blood trailing compared to sheds like we can plant sheds and we can look for those replicate it yes mm, easier and even and we could do like fake deer drags uh replicating a, a track but like the actual live track versus like finding wild antlers like we'll get our dogs on i mean dozens of wild antlers every year how many blood trails can you get a dog on in a year depends uh (laughs) depends if you have friends that can shoot better than (laughs) better than others well how many blood trails did you give boone the last two years (laughs) a big old goose egg (laughs) same here maybe we need to uh lower our standards a little (laughs) bit (laughs) uh pull the trigger and draw back a little bit more yeah but, uh yeah it's definitely different it is uh you just you got to capitalize on the very few blood trails you can you can get so that was another training opportunity for us and we we're real excited about so yeah a pretty cool part of that story is when we train for blood tracking or at least what we did for boone and i don't know if this is typical for how other people do or if this is just something that we did um but what we would do when we were 
training is do a trail, and then at the end we'd have a reward for him, and the reward was a bumper, and yeah, he'd put like more a, scent on it. And, a canvas bumper with a, a bunch of scent. Yes. Yeah, so like, so you'd follow the trail, but then like that would, that way he knew it was done. That was like the final thing. The reward uh, loves to retrieve, so like something to pick up and then bring to me at the end. So that that's how we trained him. And then, funny enough, uh, my brother had seen where the doe had went after he shot. It wasn't a long track, like it wasn't a difficult one by any means, but it went down by a cedar, and so. Logan had taken his orange ball cap and placed it by the cedar tree just because it was getting dark and we would have a marker. And uh, before we knew it, he had picked up the hat thinking that was the end goal, which the deer was right there. So he wasn't wrong, but it was just kind of funny to look and see Boone with an orange hat in his mouth. Yeah. He did his job. He located the deer. He did. He did. No, he did good. That was, that was awesome. Uh, Again, any any training opportunities we can capitalize on, we're we're all about that. So Saturday was a very very good day all the way around. So then we uh, spent Sunday kind of doing the same thing. We decided we were gonna jump a few ponds, see if we could find any any geese there, and got a few buddies with us. So there was uh, five of us total, mm-hmm. and. Set out, we had quite a few par- farm ponds that we had permission on that we could look at, and so we set out to see what we could do. Yeah, and it was uh, it was uneventful. I think we had permission on five different ponds that we drove around the countryside to sneak up on, and every single pond had zero <laughs> geese on them. Am I counting that right? Was it zero? <laughs> it was zero. It was zero, okay. Zero cool. plus zero equals zero it does um and to rub salt in the wound a little bit more uh there is one pond in between those uh that we do not have permission on and drove by there and loaded yep found out that's where they all were that day so that's just how hunting works sometimes and that's okay it is it is but we got to end that day pretty nice too it was still a great day. Oh, it was a great day. Great friends, beautiful weather. Uh, Spending time outdoors with good people, like it's it's hard to beat that. Yeah. Uh, and in between jumping ponds, we uh, did some walks for pheasants too. So got our dog some work, got a buddy's dog some work. Just, yeah, overall, still a great day, still a great weekend. Yeah, but ended it with a walk for pheasants where we got three up and... Got two of them down, and so we had, Could we had, have had some fun a third. there, too. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it goes. I should say three roosters up. We yeah, I got some hens in there, got too. Some it was nice that they finally sat for us. We're Saturday. They are out 100 yes. yards in front of us. Uh, these were actually sitting tight, so had the opportunity. Yeah. So that was fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. Great weekend overall. It was. Great time spent outdoors with... Good friends, family. It was a fun time. Definitely. Uh, those are the weekends you remember. So yeah. if you're listening, make sure to get out and make some memories on your own. Yeah, but it was also awesome to get our first shed of 2023 and get us pretty jacked for the season. So absolutely, we'll be out next weekend 
I'm sure only looking for sheds at this point because um, it's that time. It is. It's here. So if you guys out there are finding any sheds, please tag us. Yeah, share it with us. We'd love to see it. Yeah. I think that's it for this episode. You got anything else, Danielle? Uh, let us know if you have any questions that you want us to answer. Always feel free to send those our way or content you'd like us to cover. And thanks for tuning in. Yep. We'll see you on the next episode. Keep training. Thanks, guys. White tail buck, red tail fox, brown tree snake, black tip hawk, barnyard cats, junkyard dogs. It's a jungle out there, don't get lost. Sun in the sky, seeds in the ground, south wind spinning that windmill round. Born free to be whoever we are.